Hi, I'm Emily. Hi, I'm Nicole. And this is Yes Dude, the show about shit we like. So Stephanie and I went for a bike ride the other night and then we just kind of like hung out outside and it was like well after 8.30 after the sun went down. I'm like, hell yes, Mm -hmm. I can get on board with this. Yeah. (laughs) Also, it has been 80 degrees yesterday and today. I guess yesterday was like 75, but today was 80 for sure, which is kind of rare. It's been so dry here though. I'm scared for our summer. We are going to get massive fires. Yeah. I'm scared. It's already getting into the hundreds here. Yeah. Well, you're also in the desert. Mm Mm-hmm. So this is the thing I was excited to tell you about. (laughs) So I told Emily that I did a couple different things tonight. And she's like, I don't know what that means. I'm like, I'll tell you in a second. So here's one of them. Okay. So she's always reminding me that I should not have ice in my drink. Okay. Yes. So I went to my mom's and we made mimosas. Mm -hmm. And we we just had like regular (laughs) orange juice and mimosas there. Yeah. Or orange juice and champagne there. But tonight I poured... We had, like, a leftover bottle of champagne. So, like, Andre. It's fine. But I poured some champagne in this glass, and then I put some blackberries in it. One of your berries just fell to the bottom. (laughs) I know. It's been, like, bouncing up and down. Do you see that? Yeah. It's because of carbonation. Exactly. But I put berries in it to, one, flavor it, and to, two, keep it cold and not make noise. So that's thing number one. (laughs) Yes, yay. (laughs) Uh, Thing number two is I transferred my notes to my computer. Hmm. So that way my papers are not rustling. So we will see how that goes. Okay. They're still going to be clicking, though. Uh, Scrolling, not clicking. Okay. Maybe like one click. The rustling is fine. You just do it while you're still talking. (laughs) I can cut it out if you don't talk. That's the problem. So to eliminate that as much as possible, this is my solution. Yeah. We'll see if that affects the recording at all, because I try to run nothing other than Skype and Audacity. Yes. Because that's what (laughs) the issue is, is when you do other things, it can't keep recording. Process. Yeah. I did record for the 22 minutes, though, with the document open, and it was fine. So hopefully it stays that way. Yeah. We get to see each other in two weeks, dude. I know. (laughs) I'm so excited. Me too. Is there anything else you would like to do? While I was there? just going to say, what do you want to do while you're here? <laughs> <laughs> Get mimosas and eat a good restaurants? Yeah. Outdoor, actually. Thanks. Yes. That was my <laughs> first reservation ever, by the way. I'm proud of you, first of all, because that's probably very scary. Not really. I just called and said, what do I need to do to make a reservation? <laughs> but like, I don't go to places where you need a reservation. Oh, wait, like ever making a reservation? I thought you meant since like, the pandemic, you've never made a reservation. No, I've ever. never made a reservation. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. That's fun. She only took my to- first name. I was expecting a lot more information to be taken. <laughs> <laughs> Emily, party of three. Yeah, basically. I like it. Inside or outside? Outside. There's a pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> I was poking around the internet today and I remember Kelsey mentioning that her parents were at Six Flags back in 2019 Mm -hmm. and i looked it up and there is a six flags there and it's Mm -hmm. a water park (laughs) yep so maybe that but you also have a pool which we could not have to spend money for so yeah i would prefer to not do those kinds of things okay fair enough well i don't i mean we have no more mandates for like anything so i don't know what the kinds of rules are that is right i forgot you don't have mandates at all yeah we still have mask mandates up the ass so yeah. And capacity mandates. And our governor, uh, actually yesterday, which I was really excited to hear, came out and said that she'll lift restrictions on capacity limits, like indoor capacity limits, when the number or the population, 70% of the population of Oregon has been vaccinated, uh, 16 and up. That is, yes, is exciting. So that's something I felt that she should have done like two weeks ago. <laughs> but hey, we're here now. That's all that matters. We survived another two weeks. <laughs> Mm-hmm. long enough to see her talk about lifting restrictions so that's cool yeah um i went and got my nails done yeah nice yeah. i see the, huh i see i just like looking at them they make me feel like a sassy bitch i'm over here like drinking this mimosa with my nice nails and i'm like i feel good tonight <laughs> look good feel good that's good do you go first tonight or do i go first oh are we done it's only been know. eight minutes i was just curious <laughs> i forgot like, uh i go first okay <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. I'm excited. <laughs> so I watched Bridgerton. Oh, tell me how that is. I have heard about it. I. What have you heard about it? What have I heard? Yeah. That it's actually pretty decent. Like, it's like a good show. Oh, that's it? No details? Yeah. I mean, Becca told me details, but like... <laughs> 
about all the banging that goes on? Yes. I was trying to figure out how to... um, (laughs) What's the word I want to use there? Tactfully say that (laughs) on the mic. Yes, she did tell me there's a lot of sex happening. There is a uh, sex scene in a public park in the first three minutes of the first episode. (laughs) Fucking hell. She did not tell me that. Yeah. Okay. It is a good show. I do like... Like, there's a series called the Lux series of books that take place in that, like, same kind of time period, but in New York. Mm-hmm. And I like that, like, era of historical fiction. I just, you know, obviously they're not going to show all of that in the, like, trailer. So most of us were like, oh, it's based on a book. It's very Jane Austen-y. Not super interested in that. Because, <laughs> like, I've never read Jane Austen. Not super interested in that. Right. But it's good. And dirty. <laughs> <laughs> Which is why people like it, right? Yeah, I mean, it would be good either way, but it's surprising. <laughs> <laughs> but the, cherry on top. the one thing I'm mad about is that all of this time that the show's been out, everyone's like, oh, it's such a good show. You should watch it. Oh, everyone's talking about, about how dirty it is now. Nobody's telling you that it's Shondaland, which would have sold me immediately. <laughs> What's that? Shonda Rhimes of Grey's Anatomy and Station 19, and How to Get Away with Murder, probably one of the most prolific (laughs) TV women of our time right now. She does all the drama stuff. (laughs) (laughs) And she likes to bang, apparently. Actually, I don't know if she does. I mean, I don't know. I assume. I've not watched all of Grey's Anatomy because I hated it. (laughs) But I do watch Station 19. (laughs) Yeah, do not know who that is. Sorry, friend. I don't know how, because she's made, like, everything that's on TV at this point. Hold on. I feel like I need to see her face. You wouldn't know her face, because she's behind the scenes. She's not an actor. Oh, okay. <laughs> she's Shonda Rhimes. Okay. Creator of Grey's Anatomy. Okay, creator of Grey's Anatomy. Mm-hmm. I kind of want to eat one of these berries. Oh, God, go away. <laughs> Yum. I seriously thought about drinking a purple Gatorade, or not purple, not purple Gatorade. <laughs> and it's not Gatorade either, it's Powerade. Mm-hmm. But I thought about drinking my purple Powerade tonight, too. But I opted for the champagne instead. Anyway, if anyone has shows for me to watch, let me know. Not that I don't have enough shows. Oh, The Handmaid's Tale. Oh, Mia was telling me about that, actually. About The Handmaid's Tale? Well, okay, so I kind of already know what it's about a little bit, Mm -hmm. but not a lot. But she was telling me she was binge-watching it Mm -hmm. to, like rewatch it and then watch the first three episodes and now they're like coming out week by week yeah they dropped the first three at once probably because it took so long for it to get here i just kind of assumed because i didn't hear anything about it like it being you know delayed because of covid or anything and then there just like wasn't a new season and i'm like okay i guess they were only doing three seasons but that's weird that there was no like announcement about that (laughs) and then finally they dropped the first three episodes like all at once i was like oh yay (laughs) And then today, because it goes up midnight Wednesday morning. Okay. So like Tuesday into Wednesday. So if you stay up late enough, depending on what time zone you're in, it might be a little bit different. But if you stay up, you can watch it Tuesday night. (laughs) Or not, you just watch it Wednesday. Oh my god. This week's episode, something very big just happened at the end of the episode. Yeah? Well, something happened and then it like cut to black and I was like, okay, well like, we knew that was happening though because they were just planning it in the previous scene, right? So, like, that can't be the big thing that they end on. And then it comes back from the from the cut to black. And then I'm like, oh, <laughs> what what happens now? Is it, you can cut this part out if I'm going to spoil it for people, but is it the insurrection? Or is that, like, happened previously in the show? What insurrection? Mia said that, like, at the beginning of, like, Handmaid's Tale, like, I guess maybe it was, like, first season. She was telling me that there's, like, some sort of, like, insurrection that happened and, like. So the Handmaid's Tale takes place in Gilead, which is the former United States of America. There are still cities that are not part of Gilead, like Chicago and Boston and the state of Hawaii, apparently, we found out last season, is still part of America. But the parts that are Gilead are the parts where you have the handmaids and all of the all of that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And the, the cities that are still strongholds are basically just war zones at this point. So I don't know what insurrection you're talking about, because all of okay. that has already happened, and it's already Gilead. Okay. So yes, that is exactly what she was talking about. She was like, basically, like, 
that's how Gilead came to be, is how she was, ex- like, explaining it, except for she didn't use the town name. Yeah. Essentially. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, it was, like, a, a slow thing, and something something happened. We don't know exactly the timeline, because it's a book, and obviously the book and the show are not taking place at the same time. Like, the, the book is, or the show is set in modern time, so it's, like, the 20-teens. But it was, like, something happened, and the birth rates dropped, like, drastically, and either... The women can't have kids or the men can't have kids and they're blaming it on the women. (laughs) It's difficult to tell. Interesting. But the women who in America did have children were the ones who were rounded up and taken to be handmaids because they need to populate Gilead. So it was like a, a slow thing that happened and then it like, you know, got up into the Congress and all of that kind of stuff. And then like it, you know the power dynamic turned because there were enough of them. So it's not just like, hey, we're doing it our way now. <laughs> it's just like, you know, it happened as any revolution happens. Okay. That's exactly what she was explaining. So that she was ta- we were talking about like how similar that show is to like recent events. Mm-hmm. And like the show came out before any of that like actually happened. Okay. That's what she was explaining. Like she compared it to the insurrection, essentially. Okay. Like how... Trump was, like, campaigning, 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 and, like, planting all these seeds, like, a really long time ago, and they all finally, like, came to, like, fruition in January, and that sounds kind of, like... Yeah, I mean, there is no insurrection moment in the show, Well, yeah, show, it just, but... like, happens, but, like, yeah. it, she said it was very similar in the way that things played out, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is creepy. Yeah, which is, I think, a part of why they decided to... I don't know. I mean, obviously, there had to have been talks before, but it started in, like... 2016, 17. So. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that's all I know about that show, is that we talked about it. Yes. And Canada is still Canada. It's just America that is... Weird. Well, it's not weird. It's Gilead. <laughs> but it's no longer America. <laughs> so if you can, you know, escape and get to Canada, then they will usually take you in. But it's not that easy, obviously. No. <laughs> but cause... something just happened at the end of this episode in season four. <laughs> now I have to wait a whole week. <laughs> I'm curious. Mm-hmm. All right, Em, what you got? Okay. My first topic is light roast coffee. Oh, love it. Yeah. It's my preferred roast. All the caffeine. Well, I mean. Not all of it. Higher content. Well, I mean, <laughs> it is an ex- insignificant difference. But yes, technically, there is more caffeine in light roast coffee than dark roast because it has been roasted for less time. It is barely a measurable amount, though. <laughs> okay, so we're talking light roast, not blonde. I mean, light roast is just light roast. <laughs> there are other names for it, but it is an insignificant amount more. Light roasts have a light brown color and a lack of oil on the roasted beans. They have the highest acidity and are the brightest of the three roast levels. The characteristics of different origins are most pronounced in light roasts, as are the qualities of the individual coffee. For most of coffee roasting history, beans have been roasted dark. The flavor needed to be strong enough to hide low-quality coffee and hold up to primitive brew methods. Light roasts are the product of meticulous tweaking until we see the coffee's full potential, a possibility that's brand new to the world of coffee. It's basically used to roast the hell out of it. (laughs) (laughs) because what if it's not good coffee but it is it is good coffee yeah you don't roast the hell out of it (laughs) well i mean not always well no if you get a bad batch it's gonna be bad coffee well obviously but the whole concept itself of the darker the better is not always the case well no that's why we've changed things but exactly yeah that's why light roast exists Mm -hmm. i just prefer it I, their Starbucks has this, it's like a, it's got hints of like citrus in it. I think it starts with a V. Verismo? I don't know what that means. <laughs> it's not a Starbucks thing. I feel like veranda or something like yes. that, but that's like a porch. It but is, like, but it's, I also, yes, I know what you're talking about. Ver, ver, okay. Verdana, something like that. Yes. Something of that like sort. Anyways, Jacob and I went coffee tasting several years ago at, or not coffee tasting. We went to a Starbucks in Vancouver and he got like two or three different coffees for me to try just like black mm-hmm. and I tried that one and it was a lighter roast and it was so good I totally picked out like the citrus in it like oh, there's something definitely something about a light roast that hits different than like a dark Italian 
Yeah. Well, it's all it's going to depend on the kind of bean, but you will be able to taste the qualities more because it has been roasted less. So it's not necessarily the burnt taste, it's the actual flavors of the bean. Yeah. When I worked at the coffee shop in Longview, we had this roast. It was called White Lightning, I think. And it was supposed to have six times. It was like basically green coffee beans. Mm-hmm. And it was supposed to have like six times the caffeine of a regular cup of coffee. Which is why I asked that question in the beginning. Right. White coffee is different from light roast. Yes. I haven't done any research into white coffee because that is also much newer than just like a light what? roast. <laughs> okay. Then yes. So that actually But the difference question. between light and dark is, you know, I don't know how much longer it's been roasted, but roasted. it's not, yeah, it's not a huge difference. Okay. It's probably not going to keep you up much more than a dark roast would at night. That makes me, that makes sense. Okay. Yeah. Now we're on the same page. I just prefer it. It tastes better to me. I know, ugh, I hate coffee snobs. <laughs> <laughs> we're like, oh, if you put creamer in your coffee, then you don't like coffee. You like sugar. And I'm like... Do you eat plain oatmeal? Do you like oatmeal? Because it's the exact same thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. If I'm drinking coffee black, I definitely prefer a lighter roast. Yeah. Rather than the dark roast. Yeah. I if always... I'm doing it dark, it's got to be half and half and a sweet low. <laughs> yeah. I don't put sugar... I'll sometimes put, like, creamer in my coffee if I have some and I want that, but I never just put sugar in it. But I just prefer the taste without the sugar, just, like, cream or milk or something and the coffee but if i'm buying coffee at the store i'm always gonna find a light roast like a breakfast blend or whatever the starbucks blonde maybe i don't usually Mm -hmm. buy starbucks coffee like that we don't either however we just we stopped at safeway and kelso on the way up to my mom's house and we stopped at the starbucks in the store and they had this like rainbow something roast and we were out of coffee, so we grabbed it, and Stefan said it was really good. I haven't tried it yet, because it's not the weekend, and I'm not at home in the mornings to drink coffee. Yeah. But he said he re- it's really good, and he likes it, so I'm excited to try it this weekend. Yeah. I also, <laughs> in my coffee subscription, I have it set to just, I think I have it set to light roast. I might have to go back in there, because I always get medium. Oh. Which is fine. I mean, it's still coffee. <laughs> I'll drink it. <laughs> but, but I'm, I'm pretty sure I set it to some, like, the, you know. I prefer light roast. So I don't know. It might just be that the shops that they work with don't do light roast. I was also thinking that. I was like, well, maybe it's not an option they have. I do like light roast. We have Guatemalan at my work, which is the lighter roast. And then we have like an Italian, which is like definitely like the heavier, more espresso type tasting coffee. And I definitely prefer the Guatemalan. Yeah. Right now in my cabinet, I just have like, oh, organics, whatever the Safeway brand is. Because it was free. There you go. Yeah. That's usually how I do my coffee choosing if i'm buying it from the grocery store because i'm like in between subscription bags or something i'll just which one's the cheapest (laughs) which one's the cheapest that's not folgers because folgers is trash yes is that even coffee that's just dirt grounds it's so bad it tastes so bad that's actually that's always what my parents had i'm pretty sure and like I don't know why, because it's so bad. I was going to say, that's really funny, because that's what I started drinking when I like actually started drinking coffee. Mm-hmm. When I was working at the mill, all the guys like made really strong, shitty folders, right? Yeah. And I would just drink it black, and like, oh, this is fine. But now that I taste like actual real coffee, yeah. I'm like, oh, what the fuck was I doing? Yeah, no, <laughs> you don't know. And like, obviously, that's what a lot of people, or at least in small towns, <laughs> like, it's Folgers. It's there. That's, you know, an affordable option. Yeah. And then you, like, drink real coffee for a while, and then you have full just again. You're like, oh, no. This tastes like ass. Yeah. It's so bad. That and, oh, I was not a fan of Seattle's Best either. Seattle's Best is okay. I tried it, one, like, I bought a bag of it, and I remember not enjoying it. Pete's is okay, too. Do you guys have Pete's down there? P-E-E-T-S? No, I know what it is. I'm just thinking if I've ever seen one. I don't know. I don't go to Pete's. Oh, speaking of coffee, though, uh, I have a friend in Murfreesboro, Tennessee, mm-hmm. and he says they're opening a Dutch Brothers there. Dutch Brothers there. How? I don't know. Who worked at Dutch Brothers and then moved to Tennessee? I don't know. <laughs> Weird. Yeah. But I'm like, all right, there's a Dutch in Tennessee if I ever want to go visit there. Yeah. Wherever Murfreesboro is. It's just outside of Nashville, like a half hour. Mm. I think a half hour. It's like southeast of Nashville. Yeah, I don't know. We have Caribou. Steph and I had caribou when we went to Denver. Mm-hmm. I've never been to a caribou, but 
That's what they serve at Einstein Brothers bagels. It felt just like a regular like Starbucks coffee shop. Like yeah, I'm sure it does because it's a coffee chain and they're all gonna feel pretty much the same. Mm-hmm. But I do. That is my. I've discovered that is my favorite coffee to drink. Like my favorite chain coffee to drink black. It's just oh. an iced caribou. At least from Einstein. I don't know if they're ro- like brewing it differently at Einstein than they are at the actual store. But it's like chocolatey almost. It's so good. <laughs> So the coffee stuff that I get from uh, Stumptown is called Holler Mountain, mm-hmm. and it's super chocolatey. I will drink that black, and it's a pretty dark roast. Yeah. Like, it's so good, though. So good. Yeah. I just love coffee so much. Mm-hmm. Same. I was telling Stefan I need to get a bag of decaf so I can make coffee at night when I just want to, like, sip it to, like, have, because I want the flavor. I know I should do that, but also, death before decaf, man. <laughs> I'll just drink regular coffee. I don't do that. I just don't drink coffee at night because it's hot here. Yes. But I've never bought decaf coffee. But sometimes I'm just craving a coffee at like 9 p.m. Well, yeah, I always crave coffee. I'm never, if we're like out somewhere and someone wants to go get coffee, I'm not going to say no. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we're going to get coffee every day in there, by the way. Oh, absolutely. The Dutch Brothers is across the street from my apartment. Oh, fuck yeah. We'll just walk there. Yeah. Or, you know, wherever. All right, Em. My turn? Yes. Okay. So my allergies have been a bitch and my ears itch so badly. So, Mm -hmm. so badly. And I do the thing you're not supposed to do with Q-tips and that is stick them in your ear. So today we are talking about (laughs) Q-tips. Nice. I got a little bit of history and then we can talk about all the fun things you can do with (laughs) Q-tip. Okay. That is not stick it in your ear. Like life hacks. I realized after we recorded that, that all of my life hacks are book related. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think I recognize that, but that's funny. Yeah. Well, I didn't have any on the show. I didn't think of anything. But then after I was like, oh, it's because they're all about reading. Book relevant mm-hmm. life hacks. They may be applicable to, for some of our listeners. Who knows? Well, I mean, absolutely. I just was <laughs> not thinking about like, <laughs> like, like those are reading hacks, not life hacks. <laughs> those are not prop your phone up on top of the charger so it's not hanging from the wall. It That is not. <laughs> <laughs> Which isn't even really a life hack. But <laughs> no. So Q-tips. Uh, 1923, Leo Gerstang watched his wife apply various creams and ointments to their baby. And so it was, she was using cotton swabs on the end of a, like, toothpick. And she would, like, carefully apply, like, ointments and, like, creams to, like, their baby. And so he had, like, this, like, genius idea of manufacturing ready-to-use cotton swabs. Thus the idea of a Q-tip. He founded the Leo Gerstengang. It's G-E-R-S-T-N-Z-A-N-G, so Gerstenzang Infant Novelty Co., a company which marketed baby care accessories. So Q-tips originally started out as a baby product. The product was originally called Baby Gaze, and in 1926, the labels were read to were changed to read Q-tips Baby Gaze. Later, Baby Gaze was thrown out, and Q-tips became the identifying mark for cotton swabs. I always kind of wondered what the Q and Q-tips is for, uh, and apparently, according to the website, it stands for quality. And okay. the word tips describes the cotton swab at the end of the stick. So, Q-tips. <laughs> quality terrible. tips. It's a terrible name for a product. I'm glad they went with Q-tips. Right? Baby gaze. No, quality tips. What oh, does that yes. mean? <laughs> yes. Uh, due to decreased consumer demand in 1948, Q-Tips Incorporated moved its manufacturing facility from New York City to a facility on Long Island, or sorry, in Long Island City, New York. So I'm assuming on Long Island. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the 1950s, Q-Tips cotton swabs were recognized by Hollywood Glamour and partnered with America's top Hollywood makeup artist, Ern Westmore, to create the Lesson in Loveliness with Q-Tips booklet. So that is, my guess is, like, in the 50s is when people started using them for, like, makeup and stuff. So prior to that, they were a baby product. Well, I'm sure people were also using them to, like, do that. It just wasn't, you know, like popular. marketed that way. Yeah. In 1958, Q-Tips Cotton Swabs purchased Paper Sticks, Sticks Limited of England, which manufactured paper sticks for the confectionery trades. So, like, suckers and things like that. Uh, the machinery from Paper Sticks Stips. Why do I keep saying that? Mm. Paper Sticks Limited of England brought their machinery to the U.S. and they pretty much changed it to manufacture like the paper paper applicator cotton swabs. So it made Q-tips available in both wooden and paper sticks. So if you've ever like taken apart a Q-tip, it's literally just like tightly wound paper. Q 
Yeah, if you get the paper ones. Yes, if you get the plastic ones. It's just plastic tube. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, The demand for Q-Tips cotton swabs products continued to grow, and in 1962, the Q-Tips company was acquired by Cheesebro Ponds. The production facility in Long Island City, New York, was relocated to Jefferson City, Missouri. This plant continued to produce all Q-Tips cotton swab requirements for the domestic market until 1974. So it produced all of the paper Q-Tip... Oh, swab requirements. Okay, so it produced just, like, the tips of the swabs. Uh, In 1974, Cheesebro Ponds moved... A portion of Q-Tips cotton swabs production to Las Piedras, Puerto Rico. In the 80s, that era saw numerous growth opportunities and saw the transition to 100% cotton for all Q-Tip cotton swabs. So prior to that, it was only partially cotton. In 1987, Unilever, the company founded in 1885 in England as Lever Brothers by grocer William Hexeth Lever, acquired ponds, cheeseboro ponds, including Q-Tips cotton swabs. So... <laughs> Kind of funny. So Q-Tips bought a paper stick company in England, brought them to the US, and then Unilever bought Cheeseboro Ponds and brought them back to England, or owned by people in England. In 1995, Q-Tips Cotton Swabs Vanity Pack was introduced. In in 98, the swabs became antimicrobial. In 03, the cotton swabs were looking for new and improved ways to serve their customers. And in 2007, they introduced the 30-pack purse pack. In 08, they switched to plastic PET that is more environmentally friendly. In 2009, they repackaged Q-tips, cotton swabs, vanity pack Q-tips. And then in 2010, they created a baby pack. And in 2011, they introduced Q-tips precision tips cotton swabs. In 2011, they finished their testing and final results results were confirmed in November of that year that Q-tips were 100% biodegradable. So that's cool. So technically, you're not supposed to put them in the ears. I'm supposed to put anything in your ear smaller than an elbow. (laughs) However, if you do have super waxy ears, like myself, you can run it around the outside edge and just do not insert it in your ear canal. If you do that, you can cause hearing issues, uh, potentially hearing loss. can also have compaction of earwax, which can result in dizziness, ear ringing, and ear pain. And you can actually just also perforate your eardrum and that, you can't fix that. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. you're fucked. Uh, so don't stick them in your ear, I say, as I do it frequently. Yes. <laughs> so if you're not supposed to stick them in your ear, what the heck can you do with them, right? So what can we use them for? Makeup applicators, obviously. That's like the number one use for them these days. I, think. I wouldn't say makeup applicator. I would say makeup corrector. Okay. Like if you have some fallout under your eye from your eyeshadow or if you like get some mascara somewhere. Yeah. You can use it for that. I did see like, I've actually used Q-tips to like apply makeup. Not my favorite method, but it can be done. But I like your idea of catching the fallout better because it picks it up and you don't have to smear it. Yeah. Also, it's a good... If you get a little outside where you want your like eyeliner to be or whatever, you just use a little makeup remover on the end of that so you don't have to like get a whole thing wet, <laughs> take it all off. You. <laughs> well, yeah, I have no idea what you're talking about with applying it. Yeah, I've actually used it to like apply my eyeshadow before mm. when I didn't have brushes. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that works because they have the little sponge applicators that are garbage, but yeah, those suck. Yeah, I'm glad they don't put those in things anymore. <laughs> right. Every, I think every makeup compact I got for, like, all the way up until 2014 was... Yeah, came with a little sponge. I'm like, yes. I, we all have brushes now. It's fine. <laughs> right, exactly. They're also good for cleaning tiny grooves in your shoes, which I also frequently do. However, I've moved to Mr. Clean Magic Erasers to do that. But if you have, like, tiny little grooves, I suppose a Q-tip would work better. This one I thought was cool leather scuffs and petroleum jelly so if your couch is scuffed or your shoes are scuffed dip a tiny little smidge of petroleum jelly on the end of a q-tip and rub it over the leather scuff and it will make it go away or at least lessen the scuff mark hmm. i also thought this one was cool uh dab it underwater freeze it and use it to help reduce puffiness under your eyes so like a little popsicle stick q-tip yeah. for like eye puffiness love that yeah most people uh, are probably gonna have bigger eyes than i have so yeah <laughs> Or it's all like little sticks, so you can put them in a water bottle. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. You can use Q-tips to light a candle. Do it fast. Light, 
quite light the cotton on fire because that bitch is going to burn real quick. Yeah. Also, if you're a zipper, like on your pants or a jacket is jammed, uh, dip the Q-tip in shampoo, oil, or lip balm and rub it over the jam uh, on both sides and it should unstick. Just going back to the candle, if you're going to use it to light, don't light it, flip it upside down and then put it in the candle. Always flip the candle upside down and have the flame just catch it. (laughs) Don't flip the fire upside down. Yes, and you'll burn the shit out of your fingers. Yeah. <laughs> and then you'll drop it, and then you'll light your house on fire. Yeah. Bad. Bad scenario. Yep. Um, you can use them for, like, art projects, obviously. You can use them as paint brushes for kids. Some different art projects I saw that were kind of cool was, like, an x-ray arm. So you paint your, basically, your forearm and your wrist and your hand white, and you paint, put it on black paper, and then you cut the Q-tips and put them in, like, shapes of the bones on the arm. That was pretty cool. Uh, you can... It, make fireworks not actual fireworks but like craft fireworks on paper you can like dip the tips in paint and then arrange like an asterisk like cut them in half and then arrange them in an asterisk to make like fireworks which is pretty cool mm-hmm. um and then the, for the last one uh what can we use q-tips for aromatherapy you can dip the tip in essential oil put it in a little plastic ziplog or some sort of container and then take it out whenever you need to sniff it or use it which is pretty cool yeah also, just be I, aware that people are going to stare at you. <laughs> yes. Sniffing a random Q-tip. That you just pulled out of a Ziploc bag or a Tupperware. I could, like, probably get away with it at work without anyone knowing. Just have it, like, sit on my little desk next to me. Mm-hmm. But Q-tips are, like, a fun little, I'd say life hack, but they're not a life hack. They're just, like, It's just a product universal. you can buy, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can just use them for a lot of different items. So I thought that we were relevant, especially because my allergies have literally been kicking my ass for, like, the last two weeks, three weeks. I told, I told you Stefan and I went for a bike ride earlier this week and <laughs> I'm pretty allergic to dogwoods and cottonwoods. And so there was like cottonwoods flying around in the air and I was like, oh my God, pedal faster. I have to get out of here. But it was on a hill. And so I was in a super low gear. So I was pedaling really fast, but not going anywhere. I was so mad. <laughs> it was the worst. I just see it. <laughs> You're just like not moving. Yes. <laughs> oh, that's good. Well, we'll see how your allergies are when you get here. Yes. I don't have any Benadryl in my house, so you'll have to buy your own. <laughs> I bring, I take allergy pills every morning. Okay. I'll just bring them with me. Yeah. They usually flare up in Vegas. So I'd assume they do it there, too. I don't know. We're not high desert, so. Oh, that's true. It's a different kind of desert. <laughs> it is. It's a cactus desert. Yeah. All right, Em, what you got for your second topic? My second topic is... So... I trained a new kid at work for two days this week, Sunday and Monday. We'll talk about that in a minute. <laughs> okay. But my second topic is getting more responsibility at your job. That is a good feeling. Yeah. Not uh, like if you have a salaried position and they still expect you to work overtime and don't pay you any overtime. <laughs> like that shitty. But like being allowed to do more things, <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Like uh, past jobs, you know, I was working at a residential like treatment situation and my manager in one of our meetings was like Emily does all the med stuff anyway I think she should be in charge of like keeping track of the med logs which was cool because like nobody else could do it right (laughs) (laughs) I'm an eye daughter tea crosser so I get that yeah but like you know obviously I'm the only one who was there overnight when everyone's asleep so I could like take out things and count them and make sure that everyone's taking their stuff the way they're supposed to and like you know had the time to make the logs for the next month and all of that kind of stuff it's not like it was you know officially added to my job title because that's not anything it's just i'm the one who does it now (laughs) but like you just get that responsibility exactly but like it's still a cool feeling that like okay cool they you know trust me to do this right yeah it just feels nice (laughs) to be like okay i'm not bad at this job, I guess. Right, some sort of validation. Yeah. Yeah. Like, my manager at my current job will sometimes call me and ask, because one of my managers has, like, young kids, but she's the closing manager two days, and she'll already, like, be home when we're closing the stores. (laughs) So she'll call sometimes and be like, hey, can you, like, check the system? Like, log in as her. (laughs) Log in as her. (laughs) Don't tell anyone. (laughs) But That's pretty cool. Yeah. And, like, check all of the stores to see, like, does anyone still have any orders that they have to do or make sure everyone's closed the registers and all that kind of stuff. Or, like, 
covering at other stores, <laughs> which sometimes sucks, but they wouldn't call me if they thought I was the worst person <laughs> to right. do that they, job, right? They Yeah, they would not call you, or would not call you if they were not qualified. Yeah. Also, things like... In our system, you have to put in your employee number to do anything so they can, like, track where something went wrong. So, voiding things, like if someone puts an order under the wrong name, not everybody can do that. But I can. So, <laughs> so you can. Right. So, like, when you first start working there, if something happens and you need to void an order, you just have to call all of the stores and see if someone, if someone there can void. <laughs> and if not, you have to call the next store. Right? But, like, now I'm the one that people call. <laughs> <laughs> I had one girl call like three days in a row last week and I'm like what are you doing over there right like get your act together girl yeah I mean I think she was new but <laughs> I'm like hey what's up what's the number I got you I'm like you don't, need to, you. <laughs> you don't need to ask I got it and then obviously things like training is cool this is my third person that I've trained I was not the first I thought that I was start like he was starting on Sunday but he'd started I think Friday with Maya which was fine also as long as it wasn't one of the guys, I'm fine with it. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I like training people generally. Same. That's Obviously, my part. sometimes there are <laughs> situations that cannot be fixed or helped. No, that's not a good feeling, though, like taking on more responsibility. So at my work, we're in a big transition phase right now, and I'm taking on a little more responsibility, like firm-related activities. And uh, it's, it is. It's a really cool, like, okay, they trust me to look at financials or to have access to our banking information or like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like it's, it is a cool validating feeling for sure. Yeah. Especially because like, I don't see any of like, I've never met anyone from the office and I don't usually see the managers cause they, their like manager office section is at a different store. So unless I'm working at that store or they have to come by for something like dropping off schedules or whatever, I don't usually see them. So it's, yeah, nice when they call and they're like oh hey will you do this or will you train like we always also have the option to say no i'm not going to train someone (laughs) like my manager called on i don't know thursday or something she's like hey uh will you are you okay training someone on sunday and monday and i'm like yeah i mean i'm here either way so sure and she's like yeah i just wanted to make sure you're comfortable with it i'm like okay (laughs) like i do know people who have said no because like we don't get paid more to train people because you have to be there anyway. Yeah. And honestly, I did literally nothing on Sunday because we're only open for three hours. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm just going to let him do everything. So I did one order before he got there. And then I had him do literally everything else the rest of the day. <laughs> I just stood there. Nice. Yeah. That's also a nice benefit. So I was like, I'm just going to let him do anything. And then if he needs help, I'll jump in. <laughs> Is he catching on? <sighs> Okay, well, first no, of all, I roll told me everything. First of all, he's 16. So, okay. I don't know what to say to a 16 year old. I can barely talk to a 16 year old when I was 16. Right? I feel like 16 is such a weird age, too. Well, also, I'm almost twice his age. That's so weird. Stop <laughs> it. I know. Like, I don't know what to say to you. You're you so young. Things. You want to feel real old, actually, here? Okay, so we went to a bar. And the guy looked at my ID and, like, gave it back. And he's like, okay, you're good. I'm like, that was fast. And he's like, well, I saw 19. So I was like, what? <laughs> Excuse me? There are 21-year-olds that were born in 2000? <laughs> oh, the year. I'm like, yeah, 19 would mean you're too young. What are you talking about? No. Like, he saw the 1990 and he's yeah. like, oh, you're fine. I'm like, No, that doesn't make me feel old at all. <laughs> it makes me feel hella old, dude. The minute I realized I was old was when I was 19, uh, and I was babysitting, and we were playing, not categories, Pictionary Junior. I'm not a monster. I'm going to throw them into regular Pictionary. Right. Pictionary Junior. And the boy could not, apparently, I mean, he was like six, but he didn't, I don't know, I just thought he couldn't read the word or whatever. I don't know. He looked at it, and he drew a cheetah. And I'm like, that's not what that card said. <laughs> He's like, oh, what did it say? And I'm like, VHS. He's like, what does that mean? And I'm like, oh. <laughs> No. Uh. But when I think back, like I had been watching them, I started watching that like, he was only one or two, like old enough to like walk around on his own, but he was still a diaper. So when I started watching them and even then they only had DVDs. So like that makes sense. <laughs> but still. Yeah. That was a weird moment. 
Yeah, <laughs> like, um, been, she was fine, I guess. I don't know. There's been several defining moments in my life where I'm like, okay, I am definitely aging here. Like, life is progressing as it should. I'm getting older. <laughs> yeah. There's a scene in Superstore. Uh, Cheyenne is the character who was, like, the pregnant 17-year-old when the show started. And then she finally is, like, turning 21, right? <laughs> And something, the mall closes down, and so all the, like, mall kids come to hang out at the store instead. And Cheyenne is, like, trying to talk to them, and she says chill, and they're like, <laughs> okay, chill. And then she asks another kid, she's like, oh, are you gonna Snapchat that? And he just looks at her, and she's like, you know, Snapchat, the app. <laughs> and he's like, okay, ma'am. <laughs> Later in the episode, someone's like, Cheyenne, you're young, right? How do we get them all to leave? She's like, I'm not young. Maybe I never was. <laughs> I feel you. Right. God. <laughs> I'm getting so old. This is our 10 years out of high school, dude. Yeah. What? What? Yeah. So anyway, he's doing fine, I guess. They were running late on Sunday, and I guess he has, like, a baby baby brother, and they took him to the zoo or something. I don't know. They were running late, and he came in, and he's like, hey, I'm, you know, I'm sorry we were... You know, I tried to get an Uber, but it was going to take like 45 minutes. I'm like, oh, no, it's fine. And his mom came running in behind him. I'm like, okay, I know that (laughs) you're his mom. You don't want him to get in trouble for you fucking up. But like, he also has a job. This is his job. Even if I like, I'm not the manager. I don't care. (laughs) Like, it's five minutes. It's fine. But like, you running in here and offering. Makes it worse. (laughs) Yeah, it's not. Yeah, it's not helping. Don't do that. No. Like, like my manager still knows he was late because she texted me, or I called her before the store opened. I'm like, hey, can you turn on the air because there's going to be two of me today? And she's like, what? And I'm like, I'm training the new kid. She's like, oh, yeah, I totally forgot about that. Is he there yet? And I'm like, no, not yet. But, I mean, we're not open yet, so it's fine, whatever. <laughs> and then she texted me, like, as they were pulling up. And she's like, is he there yet? I'm like, oh, yeah, he just got here. She's like, okay. So, like, she knew when he got there, and also he wouldn't have been clocked in before then anyway. Yeah. But, like, you running in here on his behalf is also not a good impression. Right? Like, don't do that. No. First of all. And second of all, it's not going to do anything. No. I would have been mortified if my mom did that on my behalf. I was going to say I'd be so pissed. Yeah. This is my job. Fuck off. Yeah. He's fine, I guess. Chaotic. (laughs) Disorganized is how I would describe him. He's a 16-year-old boy. But, like... Aren't they supposed to be better at school stuff now? I don't <laughs> like know. you would think you would learn organizational skills. <laughs> I'm, I, was I don't know what schools like boy, now. so I have no idea. Me either. But like <laughs> he said that he knew the things I asked him and then didn't do any of them. So oh okay yeah because like we okay. write a ticket for all of the bags so that we know that the customer has a bag and they don't yell at us the next time they come in because we didn't give them their bag back right. So I was like oh yeah Maya because my trained him and like. Mice good. He should be fine. So I'm like, oh, yeah. you know about, like, bag tags, right? He's like, yeah, so you write a ticket for it. And I'm like, yeah. And then he didn't do that once. And I'm like, okay, cool. Great. <laughs> so you don't know. <laughs> well, he did know what that meant, right? Because I said it and he told me what it was and then just didn't do it. And I'm like, do okay, it. cool. Awesome. <laughs> good job, kid. Yeah. And, like, when he scanned in the run, right? So, like, we get our, we call it a run when we get a group of stuff back from the plant. Mm-hmm. And, like, you alphabetize it, and then you scan it to the section that it goes. So, like, the shirts, and then the dry clean. Except at my store, the dry clean goes in two sections, because we have a conveyor. So, how I would do it, which I would consider the fastest, most efficient, best right way (laughs) to do it, is to alphabetize all of them, and then scan them all, and then put them away. Right? And his idea, his, his process that took him an hour to do 40 pieces... Or 40 orders, right? I'm like, dude, that would take me 10 minutes. <laughs> What's going on? Yeah. Uh, he decided that he was going to alphabetize all of them. And then he was going to scan in the shirts, which is not the first option in the system. It goes conveyor, garment, the other two things, and then shirts, right? <laughs> so first of all, he has to click all the way through to shirts if he's going to do shirts first. I don't know why you wouldn't just do them in order. <laughs> so he's going to scan in the shirts, and then he's going to put the shirts away. And then he's going to scan in the next thing that he wants to do. And then he's going to put those away. And then he's going to scan in the last group. And I'm like, okay, well, they all have to be scanned by 5 o'clock. So at some point, I'm going to jump in here because it's 4.30. Right? <laughs> right. So I was watching the time a lot. Because <laughs> he finally finished scanning around 4.30. But I'm like, 
This is taking way too long. <laughs> but also, he couldn't remember which ones he had already scanned. So, like, he put the shirts away, and then he started to put the conveyor away. And I'm like, oh, did you scan those in yet? And he's like, oh, no, not yet. And I'm like, okay, well, you gotta do that first. And so then he put that away. And the conveyor is what I do last because it takes the longest because you have to hold the button and let the things go by. And you can't just, like, walk to where they go and it's good, right? Yeah. So the conveyor takes the longest. Do that last. So he put those away. And then he went to put the garment away. And I'm like, did you scan those in yet? And he's like, oh, no, I don't think so. I'm like, okay, you just do it all at once because you clearly don't know what you've already done. Right? Like, keep track of it, man. Yeah. If you do it all at the same time, then you won't forget because it's done. But also, he's in high school, so he can only come, like, three day, three hours a week, or three hours a day, right? So weird. So his training's probably going to be, like, prolonged. Maybe they're just having him for, like, weekend coverage. Well, I mean, I did think of that, but, like, for training, he can only come two and a half hours. He got there at 3.30, and we close at 6. Okay. So, like, that sucks. Yeah. It's gonna, he's gonna, like, train for, like, three weeks. <laughs> yeah. Good luck! Well, it's not just with me, obviously, because he trained with Maya. Yeah. And he was at, I think he was back with Maya, because I've been off yesterday and today. He's also not great with customer. Like, I just had him do everything. I jumped in and, like, started detailing the orders because we were running out of time. (laughs) But I had him, like, do all the customer stuff. Like, every customer. Okay, are you here for a pickup? Even if they have stuff in their hands, they're like, nope, just a drop off. And he's like, okay. Except most of the time they, they just like say their name. <laughs> he's like, okay. And then he'll like start pulling it up and they're like, okay, it's this. And then they spell it. And he's like, what was the last name? And I'm like, okay, you can tell him to like, hold on. Or <laughs> Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. He'll catch on, I'm sure. You would Hopefully. think. <laughs> Hopefully. Yeah. I mean, just like he used to watch other people do it, I think. Cause like when I do it. Obviously, I'm faster at, like, pulling things up on the computer because I know where everything is. But also, like, you don't have to wait until the receipts print to ask if they want their copy. You can ask them as soon as it goes through on the machine. And then you have, like, a full 20 seconds before it comes out of the printer because it's really slow for some reason. (laughs) And in that time, they could have left already. Right. (laughs) I mean. Yeah. But yeah. It's just, like, small things that he'll probably figure out how to do. The longer he works there. Yeah. Like, I have my own system for when I detail shirts, depending on if they have, like, a note attached or not. Because you just, like, you have to stack them all in a bundle. But then you probably don't remember. Because most of us, when we do the shirts, we stack all six in a bundle. And then you just put in, like, what they are. And then you're done. (laughs) Instead of, like, doing them one at a time and then stacking the next one on top. But you don't remember what that note is going to be. Like, that, you know, if it had a stain or something on it. So if there's a note, then I leave the sleeve out so I know this one has a note on it. (laughs) (laughs) right instead of like some one of the customers told him that there was a stain on one of the shirts and it i don't know he hadn't been there like all day right it was like an hour in and at one point he like sat down he's like all right now where was that stain and i'm like okay first of all it you should not be taking long enough to find this spot that he pointed out already that you could sit down right (laughs) where is that stain right it's like you just just lay it out flat (laughs) And then you Look can see, it. yeah. Oh, man. Good luck, kid. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I don't think he's going to be at my store, so. <laughs> I hope he's not at my store. <laughs> right. That would suck. I mean, maybe I do, because if he can only come in for, like, three hours, then that would give me more hours. <laughs> and I'm fine with that, because I got overtime last week. You did. Yeah. What is your next topic? My next topic. 2000s fashion trends. <laughs> I came across an article last week. And I haven't stopped thinking about it. I did not go off that specific article. I did like a mashup of several different articles and fashion trends from the early 2000s, early to mid 2000s. Mm-hmm. So uh, number one, does frosted lip gloss ring a bell to you? It all rings a bell to me. I don't know what else you're going to say, but yes, <laughs> it does. I was wondering if you were going to say eyeshadow or tips for that one. Oh, no. Number one, frosted lip gloss for sure. Minimum six layers, usually pink with a shimmer finish. You know the look I'm talking about. That was the number one fashion trend. I was like, I could do this. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't cost a lot of money. Any of the makeup stuff I did not do, but I know exactly what you're talking about. Yes. Second 2000 fashion trend, low rise jeans. Yeah. Suck yep. being a fat kid in the early 2000s. It sure did. I don't know that my belt loops got... I don't know that I ever wore a belt. It was always just 
the belt loops were to pull up my low-rise jeans. Yeah. I remember ripping several pairs of mm. belt loops because yes. I <laughs> pulled my pants up so much. Yeah. Through that, giving my high-waisted mom jeans. I'm sticking with those. Next one, the lace-up jeans. Do you remember those? Like up the side? Just all of the lacy jeans. So, like, the ones that would go, like, the mud jeans that would go all the way up the side. Like, they had some that where it flared out at the bottom, like, where it was laced at the crotch. I think. Yeah, I was going to say, some of them that didn't Brittany have Christina zippers, they had a, yeah. Yeah. a tie fly. Uh, was, yes, <laughs> a tie fly. <laughs> so, that was another big 2000 fashion trend. Popcorn shirts is the next one. Mm-hmm. Uh, the ones that looked like they were for babies, but magically turned into normal sizing. Yeah. Uh, I never owned one of those. Me either. They're uh, the worst. I don't even know where to buy those. Like at the gas station? The gas know. station or like the fair or something. I saw a lot, them at the fair a lot. Yeah. Never just like in a regular store because they're bad. <laughs> yeah. They're not good. Not good. No. I tried one on one time and I was like, nope, never again. Yeah. I think I had one that someone gave me like an, an adult and I'm like, this is bad. Please never again. Never Don't buy it. this for me again, ever. Yeah. Um, the next one is another jeans trend, and it's jeans with no pockets. That's still happening to us. It is still <laughs> happening, but, like, less so. Like, no, not not no pockets is, like, like side pockets, like butt pockets. Mm-hmm. I just always prefer my jeans with pockets. Yeah, because we're humans with things to carry. Yes. <laughs> Uh, this isn't the 2000s where girls didn't fart and were bleach blonde babes. Like, no. This is real life. We need pockets. We still needed pockets then. <laughs> I know. But back then, they pretended it, it didn't matter. That none of those things. We didn't need to carry things. So we didn't need pockets. But we do, so. They didn't give us pockets, and they refused to make our purses any bigger. <laughs> yes. What the hell was that? Right? Fuckers. Number six. The tattoo choker necklace. Not an actual tattoo, but the ones that were, like, just tight around your choker necklace. Yeah, the, like, plastic ones that you get in the ke- the, the gachapon machines. Yes. Yeah. Uh, eventually, they would have wear out, and you would have to go to the pizza parlor or Claire's to get more. I never had those. <laughs> oh, I had a few of them. My friend Sam, I think she was gone before you moved in. I know Sam. Yeah, okay. She was, yeah, she was only there through sixth grade, but I know who she is. Okay, yeah. She got me into that. She always had, like, a black one, and then I got, like, purple and yellow ones. Yeah, the difference is, depending on how early we're talking, I was still in private school. That's true. I'd say, like, 2000 to, like, 2010. Yeah, because half of that I was at private school. <laughs> yeah. I moved in 2005, so. My next one, next 2000s fashion trend, is a halter top. Halter tops were on fucking everything. Dresses, shirts, bralettes, you name it. Halter tops, they were there. Mm-hmm. I uh, hate I halter had a... tops. Huh? I hate halter tops. I hate them now. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, I had a lot back then. Same. But I hate the look now. I see wedding dresses and I'm like, nope, never a halter top. Yeah. What's well, not a fan? No, not a fan. Uh, I had a red and white one. Made me look like a candy cane, uh, but I didn't care. I love that bitch. I wore it all the time. And I wore it so much, like, my pits were stained on it. But I love that fucking halter top. Yeah, that's, like, all I wore in the summer, like, halter tops. And tank tops. And like My a favorite skort. thing was I didn't have to wear a bra with it. So, I mean, I don't have to wear a bra with anything. But <laughs> specifically back then, I didn't have to wear a bra with it. So I didn't. Yeah. Number eight, gauchos. Need I say more? Probably. You I know never, what gauchos are? I know what gauchos are. Okay. But I don't think that's as ubiquitous as we all think it is. No. Okay. So basically, they're flowy capri yoga pants. Yeah. I never owned a pair of gauchos. I owned But they're just pairs. wide leg capris, basically. Exactly. With yoga pant material. I don't think that's necessary. I think it's just the, the wide leg and the cut. Okay. I think more commonly they are like a jersey Good knit. Team. Yeah. Uh, number nine. All denim everything. That's still my look. <laughs> I talked about a stupid bucket hat. <laughs> uh, that was denim patchwork from Mary-Kate Nashley, and I love that thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, very much too small for my head. I loved it, though, because it was all denim. Justin and Brittany have a famous all denim yes. look. So good. Iconic. Uh, yes. Uh, so that is like the epitome of all jean everything is that Justin and Brittany photo. <laughs> yeah. I actually recently thought about getting a jean jacket and I'm like, ooh, I should do that. I frequently wear a jean jacket with jeans, so. Do it. Number 10, puka shell necklaces. Okay, I don't actually know what a puka shell is because I thought that I knew what it was and then I looked it up and then I'm like, that's not the shell that I was thinking. So 
I don't know what actually a puka shell is, but like it was always like triangle shells on like a necklace and it was always really heavy because they're fucking shells. Yeah. So the shell that I'm thinking is the like white and tan one that has the like the the, the, the like teeth. Bridges. I'm going to I'm going to show you what I think it is, what I always okay. thought it was until I looked up what an actual puka shell necklace is. Surfer, yeah, surfers wore these puka shell necklaces all the time. Yes. And also the rich kids whose parents could take them to Hawaii. Yes. I think I got a cheap one from like arcade store that I bought with my tickets once. Okay. So, I thought it was a cowrie shell. Oh, okay. Yeah, no. No. That's always what I thought it was. In Zach and Cody, and like one of the early episodes, that one of them has a crush on a girl, and then there's another boy, and he goes to Hawaii, and he comes back with a puka shell necklace. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't... I just thought it was that until I recently looked it up, and I was like, oh, I don't know what that is, then. <laughs> <laughs> that is not what I was thinking. No. Um, number 11 rhinestones and bedazzled shit we were all about that in the early 2000s and as legitimate looks not as like Ironic. i'm gonna make this up and bedazzle this to be super gaudy it's it was like people legitimately bedazzled their jeans like literally everything i had a bedazzler i, I never used not. it but i had one i did not number 12 dresses and skirts over jeans i Hell definitely yeah. wore that a couple times <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Isn't that so good? <laughs> yeah, that's my number one that comes to my mind. There's all yes. these like 20 year old YouTubers who are like t- early 2000s fashion. Tra- I'm like, you don't know what it was like. <laughs> you didn't no. live through that. No, it, you, you can't don't. make it fashion. <laughs> when we did not do our eyeshadow, nobody knew the words cut crease. Nope. <laughs> it was a frosted blue lid, and you had a skirt over a pair of boot-cut jeans, not even skinny jeans. <laughs> yup. <laughs> exactly. That is the look. Mm-hmm. Uh, number 13, Von Dutch trucker hats. Remember those? So, only because, like, Ashton Kutcher and other celebrities were into them, not because yeah. that was ever part of anywhere near me. <laughs> yeah, so I remember I I did have a big crush on Ashton Kutcher. So I got like Seventeen magazine. <laughs> yeah, I did. Uh, him and Orlando Bloom, they were my shit. Oh, I was um, not into Orlando Bloom. <laughs> oh, I was for a while, uh, <laughs> a good while, no longer. But Katie can have it. <laughs> I'll show you something that might change your mind when you get here. <laughs> okay. Okay. So I used to have a big crush on Ashton Kutcher, and he always wore like the Von Dutch Stucker hats. Paxson opened in the mall and I was in the mall and they had a Von Dutch trucker hat and I was like, oh my God, this is the brand Ashton wears, but it was too expensive for me to buy at the time because I was like 14 or some shit. <laughs> uh, but that's as close as I ever got to actually owning one. But I do remember that like getting Seventeen Magazine and seeing like Ashton and like all the other celebrities, like especially the girls wearing them and they're like bikini, the beach. I'm like, okay, <laughs> this is a trend. Or just tank top, low cut or low rise jeans. Yep. Yeah. That was the thing. <laughs> the trucker hat. Yep. At number 14, Uggs. Classic. That was more like 08, 010. 010. 08 through 2010. Really? Yep. I think. I would say it goes back to like 05 at least. I just really wanted to be one of the like adults who would go to like Starbucks in their Uggs and just have like a vanilla latte. (laughs) (laughs) I never had Uggs. Me either. I always had Airwalks. Yeah. I don't remember what brand mine were, but they were neither of those. We ordered them yeah. online. Mine got, I got mine from Payless, so. Mm-hmm. Number 15, Livestrong bracelets and sweatbands. Okay, Livestrong bracelets and also sweatbands. Like, do you remember, like, the sweatbands that had, like, patches on them? That, like... I mean, yeah, I'm sure I, I, I know I had one. It might have been Converse. I had a black one with a green alien on it. I love that thing. But, like, so I guess basically like wristwear so like, yeah i was gonna say like the, the, the wrist bracelet. sweatbands yeah and then like also the sweatbands yeah there's <laughs> the Livestrong rubber bracelet i had many of those not the lives i never had an actual Livestrong one because i didn't care about lance armstrong lance armstrong yeah it is yes. essential. <laughs> i'm like wait which one's the astronaut <laughs> neil neil armstrong yeah <laughs> but i did have several of those with like the words in the rubber bracelet but in friday night lights Saracen always has his yellow fucking Livestrong bracelet. And I'm like, if anything dates this show, it's, it's that. Because that. <laughs> that no longer exists. Yeah. Number 16, Cropped Cardigans. I own several of those. I don't think I did. 
I did. I definitely did. I wore them to church frequently. I was more about the long sweater when that came around in like 2004. I do love the long sweater. I still to this day love the long sweater. Oh, maybe it was before that. I have a picture of me and my brother with Santa. And I was definitely only in like third or fourth grade. So like 0203. Uh, Number 17, black eyeliner on both top and bottom. Like all the way around, you know. Here's the thing. I still rock that look. Thank you very much. Okay. You can, (laughs) but it's different now. Like, it's not the heavy handed, just got out of the rain and it's dripping down my face look. The Taylor Momsen look. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Exactly. I'm still into it. But, like, it looks different now than it did back in the early 2000s. I do top and I do black on my top and bottom too, but I do it in the corners of my bottom. But I'm talking like thick, black, dark. Right, All so I never did, like, the, the raccoon eyes because reasons. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, one of my, I, my one of my lids is a little bit droopier than the other side, so, like, I can't put eyeliner on the top because um, it, I have to make one side thicker, and then basically I just have eyeshadow-sized eyeliner. But, <laughs> so I only put eyeliner, like, on the inside, like, the inside waterline top and bottom. Mm-hmm. So I'm still ringed with black eyeliner like I was in junior high. <laughs> I just am not burning it with a lighter anymore. Right. Nostalgia. This gave me all the feels. It took me right back to our eighth grade hallway. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Those were the days. Yeah. I'm trying to think of other trends. You know, a good frosty lid. Oh, yeah. Like the white. Or an ice blue. Yep. Classic. There's that. There was, on one of the lists, it was uh, Juicy Couture sweatsuits. Dude, I want one so bad today to wear ironically. (laughs) Right? Same. Like, I would rock the shit out of that so hard. Yeah. Also, okay, so I did have a friend in, like, fifth and sixth grade whose family did have money. So she had, like, one year her mom for her birthday got her, like, a mini Louis purse. So she did have that kind of stuff. (laughs) And I'm like... Oh, man. Y'all fancy. <laughs> right? Uh, I don't even have a Louis purse. I know. Damn. My mom's convinced that her mom is a spy. <laughs> oh, really? Well, supposedly she worked for the radio station, but, like, they had a lot of money. And also her mom went on, like, a lot of trips out of town. My mom thinks she's a spy. <laughs> <laughs> spy working for the FBI. Oh, the uh, early Frost 2000s. Tips. Yeah, I said that at the beginning. Okay. Frosted tips. Okay. I thought you said frosted lids. Like I did. Lids. I said frosted lids. But you lids said that more recently tips. also. Yeah. Okay. I did not catch on to that. Yeah. Frosted tips are like a staple. Right. Oh, man. So good. So, so. Oh, also, Converse that you just like you and your friends drew on. Did you ever have those pairs of shoes? Absolutely not. Okay. <laughs> my friends and I always had like. Do you think my parents sh- would not have actually murdered me if I drew on any of my things that they paid for? <laughs> Uh, that's very true. That's very true. Especially Converse. <laughs> Not that I had Converse until, like, senior year. I bought mine at a garage sale. Yeah. Mine were not new yeah. in any way, shape, or form. Which is why I could draw on them, so. Yeah. That still would not have flown. No. <laughs> Absolutely not. I'm trying to think, and I can't really think of anymore. I know. I don't know if it's more of a fashion trend rather than just nostalgia, but, like, the Razor Flip phone. I feel like that was kind of like a trend, like the charms for that, like... Yeah. I had the charms for my phone. I did not have a razor. Also, just the brand Roxy. Like, I feel like Roxy was, like, the epitome of, like, the 2010s. I like to scroll on ThreadUp and just look at things and, like, favorite them, not, like, to buy. (laughs) But just, like, I'll keep this in in my favorites list and then someday in the future, perhaps, I'll have a need for this shirt. But I... Anything, anytime there's Juicy, Roxy, or Billabong, I'm like, yes, absolutely. <laughs> Saving this for later. It's a vibe. Oh, it's I always vibe. got the prom magazines. Like the like the prom edition of Seventeen or whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just like look through all of those. And there's some like, today, if I saw, I, I'll sometimes see like at Goodwill a dress and I'm like, oh my god, it's the dress. <laughs> Right, like I used the... to look at you in my in my prom magazines all the time in 2004 when I was yes. in sixth grade. I remember those days, oh, man. I signed up for Seventeen magazine once, mm-hmm. like when we were doing like the magazine sales yeah. in elementary school, and I just kept getting them all the mm-hmm. way up until I moved out of my parents' house. Yes, 
Like, they just did not stop coming. Like, did no. I sign up for, like, a lifetime subscription or some shit? Like... I think our exchange student did that for me for... Uh, in ninth grade. Our Italian exchange student. I think that's what she got me for, like, Christmas. But it should not have kept going. Because <laughs> it did. I always had 17 all the <laughs> way through high school. Oh, man. Those were the days. I saw one when I was at Walgreens last night. And I was standing in line to get my Powerade and stuff. And I'm like... I should buy that 17. <laughs> I almost bought a 17 magazine last night. Oh, I love it. I love yeah. it so much. It's not the same, though. No. It's to make it fashion. It's no longer, like, 17. Well, I mean, we're not it's in 2005. Any- yeah, it's not 2005, so. Sad. Yeah. So it's trendy. And I mean, it was trendy then, but, like, it was bad fashion trendy. trendy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Good times. Good times. Anyways, on that note... I'm going to call it a wrap. Uh, mm-hmm. If you can think of any uh, 2000s fashion trends that we missed, let us know. Uh, you can catch us on Twitter and Instagram at Podcast. And if you'd be so kind to give us a like and a review or a rate and review wherever you're listening, uh, either on Apple Podcasts or SoundCloud, uh, we would really appreciate it. Those things help us out so much. I got nothing else then. How about you? Um, no. All right. On that note, we will talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.